Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. You know who I am? I'm Fox Mulder. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. I'm Fox freaking Mulder, you punks. I'm Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder. My knees are It sounds like you're just talking about poop. What? No, I rarely poop. It's been a month. Yeah. So, man, I can't stop looking at that picture you just sent me. That woman <laughs> was at the con with the with the giant hooter. Wow. I had her. I, I had her name and everything earlier, but like because that on that one post photo I was tagged in, like. There's a whole chain. I guess she was like on an episode of like My Strange Addictions for her body augmentation. And I mm. guess she still wants them bigger. Oh my god, she'll not be able to move. <laughs> she's she's Beth from that episode of South Park where they make fun of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have to talk about South Park too. But that's Bear not Bear Base or Beth! <laughs> Yeah, but that's not what we're getting to first. First, we're going to say hello. Uh, welcome to Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And yeah, we might as well start off the episode right away. With We'll get to that other stuff later. We Right now, we got to talk about, uh, since this happened since the last time we recorded, and it was very sad, we got to celebrate the life of Stan Lee, who died yep. at age 95 this past week, which everybody knows and everything, obviously, if you listen to our show, but that doesn't mean we... Uh, can just gloss over it we got to talk about it it's major yeah it really is it was a huge game changer in the industry um like i i wrote a bit on our atomic geekdom website about like stan lee Mm -hmm. and like some of the first comics i ever read were spider-man related Uh, right not much like not like the introduction of spider-man obviously but like mostly like some of the later stuff like stuff that he had a hand in like mm-hmm. you go on his like Wikipedia page, and or even like his Marvel page, and you just see like the amount of characters that he had he created, a hand yeah. in creating, well, or or just yeah. straight up create co-create, yeah. Yeah, and it's just he's definitely someone who has like changed the platform. Oh yeah, like at the time the Marvel Age of Comics came around. Uh, DC Comics was actually kind of failing. Like, their sales were pretty low, and uh, Stanley took on the name Stanley because he didn't even want to be associated with writing comics. He wanted to be a quote unquote serious writer, and he thought that if he wrote comics under his real name, he'd never write anything worthwhile and so he just instead of being uh stanley what was his birth name leba lebowitz or something like that he i can't remember off the top of my head uh so he he used the pen name stan lee to write comic books uh specifically it was the one he used when he created fantastic four when he decided he wanted to quit comics but famously his wife Joni told him well, if you want to quit anyway, why don't you just write a book that you would want to read? And if it doesn't do well and you get fired, you were going to quit anyway. So who cares? And he wrote Fantastic Four and it obviously exploded and turned wasn't into... Wasn't Human Torch like the first Marvel hero? But it was under... It wasn't Marvel though. It was something else. No. human. Yeah, Human Torch was originally uh, part of... Like, 
different run of comic books and he made like a new human torch to be yeah. in the, like uh, there was like, like yeah he, there was like two or three different ones it's like how stan lee didn't create captain america uh in fact one of the first comics he ever wrote for was a captain america book but captain america kind of went away and then stan lee brought captain america back because he liked reading captain america when he was a kid yeah or you know younger and so uh yeah he obviously and the other thing he did that really helped out comics uh besides just creating the fantastic four and uh everything and kind of reinvigorating interest in comics was he always was the champion of comics like he went out and talked good about everybody whether they were marvel or not and in creating uh marvel comics that you know people wanted to read he made DC comics get better because one thing people always forget when they talk about competition is if you don't have competition, you can't get better. So, uh, cause you can't compete if you don't get better. So he actually made DC comics better because DC had to up their game to compete with Marvel to, because Marvel was just selling like gangbusters. So yeah. Yeah, and then just reading, I mean, uh, yeah, just a lot of this just been like on, on top of all that, just how he's changed like the persona of like either creator or writer kind of deal of comics. Mm-hmm. He kind of changed that layout, especially when he like when they started making the movies, and he kind of mm-hmm. became a household name, uh, especially for like when he was in like Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or stuff like that. And then all like becoming like basically king of cameos and all the Marvel mm-hmm. like stuff. He like he completely changed everything. Like so everyone was more uh aware of like everyone who works behind the scenes. Well he did like, that even sooner because yeah. he was one of the first he was one of the first or the first i'm not entirely sure of that but uh he was the one that made sure i think he was the first person that did this to make sure that like letterers got credit in the books and that inkers got credit he was the first one to make sure that everybody that worked on the book got credit in the book like yeah. instead of just opening the book and just a bunch of anonymous people worked on it or you know you didn't know that like well, you know you didn't know that somebody different did the letters and the inking and all that stuff um he was the one you know it was Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko it was um Stanley and Jack Kirby it was Stanley and John Romita uh unlike how it took 65 or 70 years something like that for Bill Finger to get any credit at all with co-creating Batman and it took at least that long for Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster to get credit for creating Superman. Uh, before that, if you looked at like a Superman movie, it just said based on characters appearing in DC Comics, not based yeah. on characters created by Joe Siegel and uh, or Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Which you know, and obviously that was the right thing to do. Like people, and obviously there was the huge, famous falling out between him and Jack Kirby because somebody. I, I don't know how it went down, but my understanding of it was there was somebody who kind of convinced Jack Kirby that he somehow didn't get enough credit and then started like a whole... I don't... Obviously, we'll never know the whole story, but Jack Kirby for, a, I think, the rest of his life, I don't think they ever properly made up. I think that Jack Kirby always felt like perhaps Stan Lee had slighted him somehow. But, yeah. Um, d- uh, I don't necessarily know if that's true. I don't know how much credit goes into everything. I just know that when you look at Stanley, when you look at like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is a hundred percent Stanley and Jack Kirby. <laughs> like it was, yeah. You, you know, because um, he also created the Marvel method, which is he would sit down with the artist. They would come up with the basic plot the artist would draw the plot and then stan lee would write the dialogue afterward 
And not to mention, uh, kind of like a partial joke ish, but also Stanley did have a thing for alliteration for all his name for mm-hmm. everyone's names. Bruce Banner, Reed Richard, Sue Stephen Storm, Strange, Stephen Strange, uh, J. Think, Jonah Jameson Jr. J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, there were only a few characters he didn't name that way, like uh, Johnny Storm, obviously, and yeah, Ben uh, Grimm. Ben Grimm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've been reading a lot of. I posted this on our Twitter, but I want to talk about it again. I've been reading the. Uh, I read Amazing Fantasy fifteen. I read. Uh, I've read uh, Amazing Spider Man one through ten, and. Man, one thing that's actually missing from comics these days is comics for kids. It's kind of crazy. Like, Stan Lee, obviously now we're used to reading very kind of mature stories from all of these characters. But those original Stan Lee books are for kids. Like, they're really, really, you know, and... um, like they're good. They're not. They're not bad. They're hard to read for a, a full-grown man, though, because they're for kids. Like every he had the he had the uh, philosophy that every comic might be somebody's first comic. So pretty much, if you read them all in a row, and if you grew up with these characters like we did, and you know everything about the characters, like it's really hard to read him uh, to read an explanation of Spider Sense every single book like oh my spider sense is telling me that you know it's it's really hard but at the same time like for kids that's great and there aren't like if you go into the comic book store there's like a small section of kids comics but man kids need comics that they can read like they're the people that are going to be reading comics when you and i are dead so I think that Stan Lee... That's a good way to look at it. I know, but it's true. Like, it's true. So, it's too bad that there's nobody that kind of writes... Like I said, the plots are really good. It's all, you know, the... The, the plot of the first appearance of the Sandman is Sandman beats the shit out of Spider-Man. And basically, he loses all his confidence and doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. And it's it's a good I plot. I have that issue it's, somewhere. It's just I uh, I have a collection uh, called Marvel Masterworks. Uh, they did several of them. There's two for Spider-Man, two for Fantastic Four, two for X-Men, two or three for each one, and they're like those early early issues of all those books. And uh, they're gorgeous collections. The colors are really good. They're hardbound. They're they're nice. So um, yeah. I just, it's too bad. Like, when I saw it, actually, I didn't even see it. Leanne texted me, and she was like, oh, Stan Lee died? And I was like, that's news to me. Let me look. Yeah. And I looked, and it was true, and then I texted yeah. you. Between you and, like, 12 other people, like, I got bombarded with messages that day. I was like, I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, when you first texted yep. me, all you did was just send out, like, one long, like, all caps fuck just and i fuck. thought it was just like and I, t- I was like it's been that kind of day hasn't it and then you tell and me it's stan like, lee and no, i was like stan lee is yeah. dead yeah, yeah damn and you know it's i know some people got uh really upset which um i you know is understandable like stan lee i didn't I, I was bummed, but I was also like, he was ninety five. He was so ninety five. He lived and, a, like yeah, he the, lived and, a like, very on the long. Ex- yeah, what yeah. It was like a, I was gonna say he like even like I was like it's I'm glad because it's over because like this last year he, uh, like it's just been like a nightmare for him. Oh, the like, end of his life was real. It's so terrible. He ended. I mean, yeah. first his wife died, and he and his wife were married for. 70-ish years, which is a long time to be married. And so that hurt him real bad. And then people just started taking advantage of him so bad. Yeah. So bad. It's so it's really such a shame that they that he had to spend 
those last few months and a uh, year or whatever of his life like that, especially since, um, you know, at 95, he really got to see like, like how, how many other people get to see like what they do become that major? <laughs> like, yeah. Man, it's I'm, I know, I know they had a, uh, that I know they're putting something together for like a public like funeral mm. or like remembrance thing, but they already had like a funeral and everything behind closed doors because they were very private. Yeah, his private. That. Yeah, his yeah. private funeral for like his daughter and his his couple friends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll hopefully if when they announce if when and where that'll happen, I'll try and go. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So it's man, and like I said, every time I think about everything, he, and the other thing is, and it went around after he died, and I kind of forgot about. I had something I knew, but I had forgotten about is he created the Fantastic Four when he was thirty nine years old. Like that's yeah. inspiring in its own right because you know we're both thirty one and we're like, oh, we, we're you know we we I know plateaued. You and I both kind of started. <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of like, oh, we've plateaued. This is our life, and it's like, no, no, it's not. Stan Lee was forty when he got, you know, when he got big. Yeah. So, <sighs> so always, a, there's of... always a thing of hope with someone out there. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. too old. Yep. So anyway, Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah. Oh, and one more. I said that, and then I remembered. You mentioned Mallrats earlier. That was one of my favorite stories I ever heard about Stan. Was that uh, Kevin Smith had it written into the script? You know that whole story where he goes up to Brody and he tells him all about the you know the girl that got away. And Stan was actually the one that said to him, uh, "Can you put in a scene where?" you make it clear that I made that whole story up because Joni's the only person I've ever loved. And I don't want people thinking that I had like this great love that got away before I married Joni. So the, the part afterward where he runs into um, the other guy, uh, shit, he runs into, no, it's, was it Brody that he told that story to? Yeah, I he told remember. that story to Brody. So he ran, yeah. And so it was, Anyway, it was Stan who made it so that, um, you know, the, there was the brief little scene where he uh, made it clear that he made up that story because he didn't want anybody thinking that Joni wasn't his great love. That's so and I sweet. I thought that was kind of a sweet story. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, moving on. We, we had to get that part out of the way, the the bummer part of it. And, uh, and now the scary, to- weird things. <laughs> Now scary weird thing. Wait, what's scary? Well, okay, yeah. I don't know scary weird. Like I saw, I watched the new trailer for Dumbo, and oh, I'm so yeah. on the mm-hmm. fence with this thing. Yeah, there was there's one there's a couple parts in that trailer that made me go, oh, this could be really good and probably make me cry. Like the part where Dumbo has the clown makeup on and he looks so sad, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no. and the part where. But also, I'm kind of like, uh, there's too many human characters in this. There's no human characters in Dumbo. Yeah, it, it, they replaced them all, and which is, Tim Burton wants to put his people in the in oh, this yeah. thing as always. But it's yeah. it is bizarre. I can understand some, like really glad there's no crows, uh, or at least not those crows. At least that they don't put those mm-hmm. like that, like that, because that was who yeah. boy. Um, but yeah, the the mouse, like oh what's yeah, his clearly name? the clearly Timothy, Timothy the mouse, yeah. They just replace him with children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I like it, Timothy it's really, the mouse. He's a good character yeah. in that original Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, but He's now funny. they replaced him with a family. <laughs> I know it's like, super weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll go see it because I have. I'm one of those guys that I don't that I haven't seen any of these like live action D, uh, Disney remakes. I've seen one. I've seen the Jungle Book. Like I haven't even. I 
I may have seen the Jungle Book. I don't remember. John Favreau's Jungle Book. Yeah, I don't like. I couldn't remember. Should. if You, told you probably me. should at least see that one. That one is actually. I've seen a few. No, I've seen a few of them actually. I take that back. I've seen more than I saw Maleficent, which I didn't really like. I saw Beauty and the Beast, which was okay at best, and I saw the Jungle Book, which was actually really damn good. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I really don't. I'm not a fan of like the weird like live how they made it live action and how they're kind of switching it up, especially mm-hmm. because like there's a sequel to Jungle Book coming out. Uh, Mowgli. Yeah, that one's the one done by is uh, uh, that's not Disney though. That's somebody else. And then there's also one might be the same freaking movie. There's which one is done by. Um, Oh crap! I just lost his name. I shouldn't lose his name. He's super famous. He's, uh, oh my god, Gollum um, and oh Andy Circus. That's the same one. Yes. Oh my god, I couldn't remember Andy Circus's name. Holy crap! That was a brain freeze right there. Because yes. <laughs> he was directing and starring in one too. Yeah, I think that's the the same one. That's Mowgli. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, because that's the one that's got. Uh, Ah, shit. I can't remember who else is in that one. Oh, well. Never mind. I'm not going to see it. I don't care. It has people and stuff. It sure does. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'm probably... I don't know uh, if I'll uh, check it out or not. I probably won't. Well, that's going to be a Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I also saw... We, we knew it was coming, but then they dropped those two, like teaser trailer teasers for toy story 4 no and that the first the first one was first of all the first one where they're like slow motion going around in a circle circle. and then there's the Mm -hmm. spork with like those like felt like hands and googly Mm -hmm. eyes just yelling i don't want to be here or i'm not part of this i was just like really Mm -hmm. they're gonna go that route um i as much as i don't want to see this movie at all I did enjoy the mm. second teaser because you've never oh, watched. Oh, you did? No. Well, here's why. Uh, it's not because I think the movie's gonna be good, but because. Uh, did you ever watch Key and Peele? Mm-hmm. No, I never saw any of their stuff. It's it's a pretty funny, pretty funny uh, show, uh, kind of like Dave Chappelle show, where it's like they totally take. Uh, jabs at like racism and like cultures and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but they have the uh keegan michael keel and jordan peele have this these two characters that are valet drivers and they basically just talk about like their favorite things like uh they talk about like how liam neeson's their favorite like actor but everyone's like everything's like uh acted out and like very inappropriate and hilarious like and they always okay. end it with like that will be the shit at, and and blow up or something. So they have those two characters as the duck and the rabbit in that other one where they're talking about Toy Story, and it's a very mm, toned down because okay. it's a kids things. And I'm like, that's really funny, but that's all I want to see. Now I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> I, I'm really. It's really. It's really weird, Toy Story 4, because narratively speaking, Toy Story 3 is a perfect ending to that story. It, yeah. Narratively, it, it, it's great, but now it's like, okay, let's give you more Toy Story, and I don't... I, God, I'm just really upset about Toy Story 4. I have been yeah, since the beginning. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, like it, like that's like I consider that probably one of my favorite trilogies. Like, mm-hmm. it does such a great job with everyone's arcs, and it has a very, a very easy and a very like definitive end. And I know and that make... like Tim Allen and I think Tom Hanks have both said that. This one is very, very emotional, but I'm like, well, so was the third one. <laughs> like, yeah, why you gotta like, keep what? making it emotional? Like, it was emotional enough. <laughs> it was. It, it, uh, I don't know. I, 
Yeah, Very it's upsetting. weird. So we'll see. Yeah. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see at some point. Anyway, yeah. tell me about Designer Con. That's what I want to know about. All right, so Designer Con happened this past week, and, and oh my God, it's, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had more money because I just wanted to buy so many things from so many vendors. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Cool. Um, like, and this one was even bigger this time around because well, they moved it mm-hmm. to Anaheim. And right. then it was, then all these big companies are now getting in on it. Um, which they weren't didn't have as big as a footprint or no footprint the last couple years, but now it's becoming mm. very much like a Comic Con kind of deal. Like Funko okay. was there this time around. Nice. Um, yeah, I saw you got a Funko. They ha- mm-hmm. Yeah, they well that's from a different thing, which I'm oh, still. Okay. Oh th- yeah, that wasn't from Funko. That was a blind box from a. Oh, what is that? I'll have to remember the group's name. I bought I buy something from them every year. I want to say Johnny English, but it's like Ron English or something along those lines. It's mm-hmm. a very profound artist who does like these really cool things. I bought like a mystery box last year, and I, this Funko I bought was part of another mystery box, and it was like all Asian like dictators, I guess. Weird. Okay. I don't know. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, but like Funko was there, um, Mondo was there, uh, who do a bunch of art for and figures. Yeah, they do those great. like, yeah, they had a they had some replicas of like their new He Man line as well as uh, Mister Freeze from Batman the Animated Series. Oh, uh, six and scale, lots right? of yeah, and lots to go with of their six scale Batman from. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then yeah, there was like there's this new thing with Tiki's lately. Like there's like Iron Giant tiki's. They showed some Gremlins mm-hmm. ones and some Michael Myers like Halloween ones. I showed you once um, upon a time. They had the uh, the Rick. They have Rick and Morty tiki cups now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Mondo's like making like seventy five dollar set ones. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then like one of my favorite artists was there. I couldn't buy anything from him because everything was expensive, and I only had mm-hmm. like. Very limited funds, but Francisco uh, Francesco Francovia, uh, he does a lot of the art for mm-hmm. like Afterlife with Archie, some uh, Chilean yep, Adventures yep. of Sabrina, like that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I went over Good to artist, the yeah. heavy metal. Yeah, I went over to the heavy metal magazine booth because I was hoping to see uh, Carla, uh, Carla from uh, Butcher, Babies. Butcher Babies. Yeah, yeah, but she was not there, and I was very sad. No. Oh, that is very sad. <laughs> she might have gone on break, or maybe she left. I went near the tail end um, mm-hmm. because of the, we were like we were trying to walk the floor, and it's just massive. Yeah. Um. Saw Jack Black. Oh, <laughs> that was that was interesting. Does he? He has that big beard now, right? Yep. He has a giant beard, and he kind of looked like he was like chaperoning a bunch of kids. Like it was like a school field trip kind of deal because he just had like it must have been like say, his kids' friends. Yeah, like it was. it was just one of those things. Um, so that was huh. interesting. Um, yeah. But I did talk. I did talk, and I did give our cards to a bunch of different vendors and took oh, a bunch cool. of photos. So if you want to see, you'll see throughout. Well, by the time this is up, everything will be up. But if you go our our Instagram, we'll have a whole bunch of I'll have a whole bunch of photos with all the tags for everyone's booths. So if anyone's interested nice. in any of their stuff, go check them out. Um, the one I want to highlight though, because I actually interviewed them, is for any of you anime fans. There's this group called Dumb Good, um, mm-hmm. and they have made. They have licensed and made uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, apparel. Um, okay. They're really cool. You're gonna. Uh, there's some stuff on there. I think you're gonna enjoy on their website, uh, dumbgood.com. Most of it's anime. So for if you're a big anime yeah. fan, but they have a line. Um, I'm gonna send you uh, the the audio file. 
but they have I was like I want to really right, push yeah. the cowboy bebop stuff but they also in this little interview talk about something another line that they're going to be doing uh, okay. which I think you might find very interesting I think Okay. hopefully if I'm right um, because it involves old Nickelodeon oh uh, nice yeah and but like these guys are super cool go check out their stuff go check out our instagram i already posted their stuff on our instagram but if you haven't got a chance go check it out and i don't know where matt's gonna put the audio file i'll probably uh, put it at the end yeah it'll probably be at the end so make sure you stay for that uh yep. it's really cool guys and again thank you dumb good uh for taking the time out of such a busy uh convention yeah, that's weekend really cool. to talk with us um but really overall, cool. honestly, nice. this is this is probably my favorite convention. Uh, I have way it too much fun. It's really awesome. Like, it's it's very interesting because you get to meet some of the most interesting people, a lot of different mm-hmm. artists. Like, usually when you go to like, uh, not to bash on San Diego Comic Con or New York Comic Con. Yeah, but this like well, because this a lot of those are more. This was very artist folk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like there are a couple of toy vendors that are going to be there. Right. But for the most part you're looking at just like handmade or like resin made or however they do it uh stuff that you can just mm-hmm. that they talk about like one of the things I'm going to be putting on I'm going to be promoting on our Instagram is there's a Kickstarter for a book about Krampus like it's called Merry Christmas Krampus and they have like a whole <laughs> setup and there was like a little puppet of a Krampus that was talking to me like and it's just it's just so cool now that you go to the this convention in particular and see so many different artists with so many different ways of doing things it's mm. like between art stuffies uh street art uh felt like someone mm-hmm. I, every year we go there's always one person who has like these felt like made up monsters as like as like mantelpieces like head mantles like for hunting kind of stuff yeah 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 um enamel pins were even bigger than usual this time around pins um, uh, yeah are a market that have gotten really huge i personally am not into it but i know some people who just because i don't have anything to put them on because i don't wear vests and i know pins have gotten popular among um uh, from what i can tell i could be wrong but from what i can tell they've gotten popular amongst women because they can put them on their handbags uh, stuff like that, but yeah, I saw the pin you got with the the Thanos Infinity Medal, the Heavy like Metal Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, God, I liked that a lot. Tra- uh, Tracy Tracy Trubecca, uh I talked with him last year and bought his Deadpool Chimichanga pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice guy. Uh, he has some really cool art on his thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I tagged him on my posts. Uh, on my Instagram, but I'll post more stuff. I, I'm posting more stuff because there's also some artists I'm going to be posting that uh, are specifically doing stuff for Marvel or DC. Like nice. I ran into a couple places, a couple places that have like DC artists, like the DC artists gallery stuff they're doing that comes mm-hmm. out like next year. That's pretty cool, and it's great. It's fantastic. Um, so make sure you check it if you haven't seen him already and you follow us on Instagram like make sure you go check him out if you like their stuff I'm gonna have it's gonna be an overload between today and hopefully we'll have it all out by the end of today which is Sunday it'll be out by the time this is by the time this episode is out but I'm hoping I can get Mm -hmm. everything out and hopefully everything properly uh, tagged yeah um so i get nice. everyone i wish uh, I, I wish i covered everyone i wish i had more time and stuff to just like spend two days to like one day just to buy and one day just to do interviews uh yeah i wish i could have gone with you because it's so friggin' awesome you probably would have bought a good amount of things there as well uh yeah if i had any money yeah <laughs> yeah you know right yeah i spent like 90 i spent like 90 dollars there uh, yeah, that's not well, too bad, actually. $60, actually, technically, I spent like $60 and then like another 30 was dinner. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, that works. Yeah. That's cool though. I uh yeah, I liked the one you got. Uh my favorite one of the stuff you got was the uh bear from Brer Rabbit playing the banjo. Oh yeah, and yeah, the I have his card actually right here. Uh Adam Manoa. Uh mm. also I tagged him. Yeah, he does like cool. these kind of interesting yeah, the bear and he also that shark one's from like Finding Nemo, I believe. Uh I bought oh, those it's and Okay. I thought it Yeah. It's yeah, Bruce. Okay. Uh, and, but what's really funny is I bought those two, and then immediately as I'm about to walk away, I saw he had a Darkwing Duck one, and I was like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> cool, very." But cool. yeah, great, great convention. Uh, can't wait for next year to see how big it gets. But it's getting to like, it's getting Comic Con size big. That's really cool though, because, um. Obviously, the thing with Comic-Con is people like to go because it's it's kind of everything, you know. It's toys, it's comics, it's um, just – basically, they're not even Comic-Cons anymore. They're more like just pop culture conventions. I love the yeah. idea of, of this designer con because – and I'm glad it's getting big because, like you said, it, it's art. It's like stuff people are making. It's solely focused on like people just displaying their art, you know, hand-making stuff, drawing stuff, sculpting stuff, that kind of thing. And that's really cool, man, that it's like people really uh, dig it. Yeah, and the conversations you have just with the vendors, mm-hmm. like some of these conversations I had – are just so genuine like a lot of the people i talked with are like this is our first time we've been here because we can never get in or or mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's and i'm just like well welcome this is like this is great like the the guy I bought those two paintings from it was his first time here there and he's from connecticut <laughs> wow oh, man that's cool man i, I dig that ah. yeah maybe it's is it always in november time it's is that always in november when it always is yeah or is it sometimes at different times no uh it's always like the second week of november okay like they've never it maybe never changed as can... far as i saw maybe yeah maybe next year i can try to make it work where i can be out that way in time to do that we'll see how next year shapes up we'll see if we have money. i'd like to go yeah, well, see if I have money and see if I have the vacation time. <laughs> yes. Because there's a couple things I want to do. Yeah, because this just sometimes. ate up the rest of my vacation time. <laughs> yep, yeah, so it's going to have to – I'll have to be uh, – yeah, I'll have to see what I can do about all that stuff. We'll see what happens, but I, I do want to check that out. It seems really cool. Yeah. There are so many things I want to go to. Like I was, I've been, uh, I've been rewatching. Uh, they have six out of seven seasons of Comic Book Men on Amazon Prime for free with your membership. And so I've been rewatching Comic Book Men, and I'm just like, ah, oh, remember that time Justin and I went to the Secret Stash? That was fun. I want to go back there. That but, was fun. But I'm like, oh, but getting I missed those days. Yeah, and then I, I keep, yes, and I've told yeah. you this before. I keep wanting to go to. There's like that uh, place in Colorado that's the biggest comic book store in North America. I yeah, can't the name of it, but it's basically just like a warehouse. And I'm like, oh, I want to go there real bad and check that out. And but I'd want Justin to come with me, so we'd have to like figure out the scheduling and the money and the travel. And <laughs> well, hopefully. I'm hoping I'm still waiting to hear back about a couple jobs, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, but who maybe. who knows? Mm-hmm. As we'll as see. such as us being the two broke geeks, exactly. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna be a little oh. less broke starting. I was gonna say starting next month, but that's not true. Next month is Christmas, so I have to do some Christmas shop. Uh, but I'm making after four years, I'm making my last car payment this month. So nice. <laughs> that's some money I'm not gonna have to spend every month anymore. But that's just one thing out of several things. It's still gonna be late next year before I get some other things. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. 
Uh, side, because I just for some reason thought of it, they put out a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Nothing I haven't super, watched it. But... It's nothing super cool, except it involves Winnie the Pooh. Like they, they, yeah, they, going, they it, it's all about the hundred acre wood level. Yeah, that they kind of put in there, which we all knew. Those was levels be in were there. always kind of like, kind of easy little cute side levels. Oh man, but though it was so sad, like the end of it though. Oh really? I'm gonna when, have what, to watch the, it. I get. Uh, no, I not the. It. No, not that. Like when you play, like at the end of that, where they're like, "Well, we're like Winnie's like Winnie's like, well, are we gonna?" F- forget you like it's like oh it's just sad in oh general. yeah 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 yep um it's so funny my brother texted me the other day uh, a couple days ago he said did you know there's another kingdom hearts game coming out i'm like Bitch, please i've already got it pre-ordered <laughs> but he hasn't been into gaming for a little he he goes oh i'm i said i've already got it pre-ordered and he he hasn't been into gaming for the past few years. He kind of dropped out of it, and I guess he's starting to get back into it because he said, do you know any other really good games? I'm just starting to get back into playing video games. I'm like, uh, yeah, get the new Spider-Man <laughs> game, and also, do you like South Park? Because if you like <laughs> South Park, you should get uh, the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. <laughs> they just... I just saw that just announced uh, they putting out a gold version of Fractured Butthole with all the DLCs. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, come yeah. on. Speaking of which. It, when I saw it, though, when I saw it, though, it was, uh, shit, who was it that was having it? They, it looked like they were going to have, like, a sale where it was only going to be, like, 23 bucks to get the Probably, gold like, version. a Black Friday sale. Something like that, yeah. But that, man, this week's episode of South Park. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was so funny. Oh, they, they're they killing it this season. They, they are. Really it's just are. so funny how much they're making fun of, like, Red Dead Redemption and, mm-hmm. uh, like, Man Bear Pig. <laughs> yeah, well, there's still, this week, obviously, being a continuation of last week, the whole thing was still uh, saying they're sorry to Al Gore. Uh, which was pretty funny. Uh, it turns out that all the old people, and again, Man Bear Pig being the metaphor for global warming, it turns out all the old people of South Park summoned Mar- Man Bear Pig so they could have nice cars and good ice cream. And ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was great. We didn't, we didn't think about it, Billy. <laughs> I didn't want you, Billy. <laughs> I didn't it's even so want gross. you. I didn't. The only reason you're here, I used to pull on and shoot it on your gram on Graham Graham's tatas. Oh, that was so gross, but so so funny. wrong. And then one day we were going at it, and I just I couldn't stop. And I, <laughs> then it came so your dad, and so basically you're only here because I couldn't pull it out in time to shoot it on Graham Graham's tatas. Oh God, this is horrible it's so awful uh, although my favorite oh, joke in the whole episode was when cartman was like i can't believe it's the weekend and i'm in school and kyle's like look it's the only place nobody would think to look for us and then stan shows up and you're like how'd you find us oh well i just i was like i need to find the guys where would they be hiding oh school oh, school <laughs> carmen's like yeah then, great Great idea, Kyle. Yeah, Ka- great idea, Kyle. And then the cops show up. Attention, school shooters. Again. Yes. This is the police. Again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and this show could go on forever. Yeah, I know. And then, of course, the very end of the episode where they renegotiate the deal with Man Bear Pig. To it's like he'll go away forever if they give up soy sauce and Red Dead Redemption 2. And then everyone's like, ah. And Stan's like, ah, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. And they're like renegotiating as his grandfather's like, yeah, I told you, Billy. I told you, Billy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. Oh, God. It was great. There was the line about something like, uh, 
God, it was so dark. It was something about the lives of third world children. The, the, the lives of all the third world children. <laughs> right, I know, yeah. 25% of third world children. Oh, yeah, where do yeah. I sign that? <laughs> yep, I was like, oh, God, that's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah so I uh, can't wait to figure out what next episode is. Oh, it's going to be good. I can just feel it. <laughs> I know. Like I said, they've just been killing it this season. So Well, I feel like I feel like since it's such a big like year of like bringing people back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, they killed this, Satan. Yeah, like, <laughs> they killed Satan. Which, by the way, this fight between Satan and Man Bear Pig, I'm like, this is from Incre- The Incredible Hulk. Like, this is, it was this very is close, like, yeah. It's very close, but like, yeah, I mean, they killed Satan, so he's in heaven. They had mm-hmm. Towley, they had Mister Hanky get kicked out mm-hmm. uh, of South Park. Uh, like, I'm curious if they're gonna bring any other characters back. I'm trying to think who they could bring back, though. Who would? Who else is not? Butters been becomes for- Professor Chaos again. Well, yeah, Butters could become Professor Chaos again anytime. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think more like um, who hasn't been around. You know, it would be really fucked up and awesome if Scott Tennerman showed back up. Oh my god! Like a <laughs> again be- after after that whole reveal of Scott Tennerman is is is, is Carmen's brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Or a cram or a mintberry crunch. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Captain, bring back Captain Hindsight. <laughs> Captain Hindsight, oh my god. Oh, so much stuff could be so. They really are just trying to make it like a series finale, though. They're trying real hard. Yeah, they're they trying to like wrap everything up to be done. Yep, they definitely don't want to come back next season. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. And other than that, uh, I haven't really been doing anything, honestly. It's kind of yeah, been... mostly just been chilling. Yeah, like I said, I read, I said at the top of the show, I've been reading those early Stanley, Steve Ditko Spider-Man comics. Um, watched some comic book men, and that's pretty much been my week. Yeah, I watched Mandy for the second time. Oh yeah, you uh, did. I still need to watch it for a first. Still time. good. Uh, definitely know there. Definitely knows there are some like straggling, like slow parts that mm. I've, like I'm watching at home. You're like, oh, okay, like now I see like where they where it kind of slows down and whatever. Mm. Um, but beyond that, still a great movie. Yep. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, since you've got that, uh, um. Yeah, that interview to tag on to the end of the episode. And um, since we kind of covered the major things we did this week, I think we could... uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm starting to get the hiccups. I don't know why. Uh, I think we could stop right about here, which would be perfect timing, and put on your interview, and people can listen to that. And uh, that'd be perfect for this week. All right. Well, th- again, thanks to Dumb Good for letting me do a quick, quick little interview with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone at DesignerCon that that I got to hang out with. I know some may hopefully be listening. Hopefully, if Maybe. you are, welcome, guys. This is kind of yeah. like a, a an okay first episode to be jumping yeah. into. So uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. Thanks again, and yeah, enjoy this quick interview with them. Yeah, and everybody, just uh, real quick, have a. It, hopefully, you have a good, uh, good holiday this week. Yes, it is Thanksgiving yes. this week. So gobble, yeah. gobble, and all that. We're thankful for all of you that bother to listen to us. Yes, thank yes. you guys. Goodbye, everybody. All right, later. All right, everyone. It's Justin from Two Bro Geeks here at Designer Con, and I am standing outside the Dumb Good. 
uh, booth where I see that there is Cowboy Bebop merchandise. There sure is. So can you explain a little bit like what, what made you decide to do like a Cowboy Bebop? So Dungood uh, is a brand that just we work on uh, all the things we grew up watching and playing, all the like best of. Uh, so we did VHS before we were doing anime, and so we did a lot of Tarantino stuff. We did a lot of like uh, Kill Bill and Jackie Brown, and so we're just really big on appreciating the kind of pinnacle of, of genre and things that we grew up watching. And right. so Bebop, when you ask me, that's the anime. Like it's the it's the one that got me into watching like serial serial anime, like episodic stuff, and it's just. It's a good piece of content from like an artistic perspective, like the animation, the music, like it's really well-rounded. So it's appreciated by a lot of people, and there's not a lot of good merchandise for it. Right. So I, we were really, we thought it was important to make quality stuff, modern quality stuff that really just kind of like was as good as, or like was with the quality that was the thought that was put into the show. We wanted to put that kind of thought into the merchandise. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm. You guys can see on our Instagram all the photos I'm going to take of all the merchandise. It looks fantastic because I like the little cowboy bebop that's kind of like flat, the Flash Gordon it's kind sure. of mix. But yeah, I mean, uh, cowboy bebop, I kind of grew up a little late on the game. Mm. So like, I, I kind of was more like the Afro Samurai, For sure. like stuff like that. But uh, this is great because like my father's a big cowboy bebop is fan. He? Yeah. Um, how long have you guys been doing this kind of stuff? So, done good. We've been operating, uh, it'll be three years in March. Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and, any other cool, like, things down the pipeline that you might... We have some really fantastic uh, Nick 90s hoodies coming out soon. Really? They're uh, champion hoodies, and they have uh, Nick uh, animation, uh, Nick shows on uh, embroidered on the chest. So That's it's so cool. Good Burger, Rugrats, Clarissa explains it all with really high-quality embroidery in the chest, and it's just a really, really great product. Awesome. Uh, and uh, for anyone who can't come to the convention, where can they find you? Uh, we're at Dumb Good on Instagram, and then we're dumbgood.com. So. Awesome. Find us either of those places. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Hopefully. See how that turns out. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, we'll put it up if not. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, following our Twitter at 2BGPod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com and on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. I hope they remember you.